This is the Spiritual Burrito. Welcome back to Spiritual Burrito, everybody. This is our third and final episode in James chapter 1. We are covering listening and doing. John, would you like to start us off on verse 19? Let's do it. So James says, Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And this is one of those verses that definitely makes a lot of sense, but harder to put into practice than it is to just read it. But it's absolutely true. You know, if, if we were all a little quicker to listen, slower to speak, and slower to become angry, I think all of us can see uh, how that would go well with the people in our lives. For sure. And I always think back to a phrase John had coined for me, and it's like, never make a decision when you're angry. And I think that is so true because these relationships that we build over time can be ruined in a matter of seconds, Mm -hmm. in a matter of minutes, in what we say. And sometimes those relationships are so hard to mend. So we definitely have to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Because that is an attribute that God desires us to have. And when we are righteous... We are doing what God wants of mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Well, and when it says, you know, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know, and when I when I think about times that I have done something out of my anger, whether I, you know, slammed the door or said something harsh or, you know, whatever it may be, none of those things are things that God would want out of me. None of those things are honoring to him. And... That's not the way that it should be, you know, when we think about really uh, what what matters most. And, and listen, we're, we're not saying that, you know, you can't experience your emotions or anything like that. We, we understand, you know, your emotions happen and God gives them to us. However, what you do with them, that's what matters. And so if we're going to act out on our anger... Be ready for not great consequences to come from that. Uh, you know, and like like Sam said, those relationships we have in our, our lives matter so much. You know, I think we can probably all think of times where we said something harsh out of anger or frustration to someone. And, and that may have been something really minor to us. And, you know, yeah, we go back and apologize or whatever. But, man, sometimes those words stick and they stick deep and... And so you never know what kind of damage you may do uh, just from from that harsh word of frustration that you send somebody's way. And again, that's not the righteousness of God. That's not the kind of attitude and behavior he wants out of us. So James is warning us against that in these verses. And verse 21 says, So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts. It has the power to save your souls. Mm-hmm. I've been taking a world religions class and I've been learning about the different religions and what they believe in. And a lot of these different religions take into account that they they accept the bread of life through their works, yeah. through through 
working for it. And we humbly accept the bread of life through giving ourselves to Jesus Christ. And we get that bread of life from making that decision. And, you know, for Christianity, not a lot of other religions talk about being humble. Mm -hmm. And in Christianity, we're called to humility that in Matthew chapter 23, verse 11, and I'll get it here real quick. It says, Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. Mm -hmm. And we're called to serve on this earth, not to be served. And those, those letters in red, I always read them twice because they're always that much more important in our lives. Yeah, James is telling us, you know, we need to humbly receive the word. Um, and so he, he says, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness. That's what my version says. And instead of that, receive with meekness or with gentleness, with humility, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Um, and it made me think about a, a job that uh, Sam and I worked at a while ago. We were helping uh, clean out this house that had gone through a fire, Horrible. and it was it was Horrible. nasty, nasty work. Uh, and we we went there a couple weekends in a row, and man, that first time I got home, I bagged up every single piece of clothing and just got rid of it. It went straight out to the trash can, never to be worn again. And so James is saying, you know, just just like that, it's it's almost like the image of, you know, taking off and putting away the dirty clothes, getting rid of the filth. So get get rid of all the filthiness and wickedness in our lives to receive in humility God's implanted word that that we are humbling ourselves to say, God, your way is better than mine. And so I'm going to get rid of all that filth that, you know, maybe at once I called valuable, but I'm going to get rid of that to take what you have for me because it's worth more. And that is his word to us. Mm -hmm. Going on in verse 22, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. And this is one of those, you know, it's almost a funny illustration, like imagining someone looking in the mirror and then turning around and and not remembering what they look like, right? Like you you look in the mirror and, you know, you you see your hair out of place, you, you fix it or you see something, you know, oh, I have a little jelly on my lip or something, you know, you, you fix it, you take care of it and... And yet James is saying, listen, if if you're like a person who reads the word, but then turns around and doesn't do it, you're like that person who looks in the mirror and just forgets and walks away. Because essentially we're forgetting who we were made to be. We're forgetting what we were made to look like. And And this is something all of us have probably done where we've read and not let it sink in. And so we walk away and do maybe even the exact opposite of what it tells us. Yeah, and as much as it sucks to come to that conclusion, at some point, every single one of us has done that. And with God's perfect law, it allows us to take reflection on ourselves and make a judgment what is more important to Mm -hmm. us. Not fulfilling the word of God and, 
and living to our own standards and living to this world standards or to be uplifted in the word and to recognize ourselves in and out of that mirror. Mm-hmm. And moving on into verse 25, it says, But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. When we choose to live out God's will, He pours out blessings on us. Mm -hmm. And we have to keep that in mind as we go through this walk on this earth, is that we're not alone. And that if we take into accord everything that the Lord tells us to do, and we fulfill that, then we will be blessed. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, James, in this section, he's kind of started out talking about, you know, anger. And, you know, so instead of acting out on that, that we should act in accordance to the word. And then he encourages us to, okay, listen to the word. Don't just read what it says. Listen to it. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget what you look like. But do something about it. So in verse 26, it says, If anyone thinks he's religious but doesn't bridle his tongue, Uh, deceives his heart and this person's religion is worthless so religion that is pure and undefiled before god the father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world so james is saying so if we're to live out the word here's what it looks like have have some control over your tongue visit and help the helpless and it says keep oneself unstained from the world so live in accordance to God's standards, not the world's standards around us. In this verse, I always think, would you kiss your mom with that mouth? (laughs) Would you glorify the Lord with that mouth? Right. And I I always saw my mouth as either a gateway to righteousness or a gateway to sinfulness. Mm -hmm. And if we can justify the words that we say, then we can justify the actions that we follow through with. And we have to be so careful what we say. One, I remember when I was probably not using all the right vocab I could, and people would come up to me and say, don't you, like, do meditations on the weekends at your church? Aren't you, like, a Christian or something? And that one struck home for me. And I knew that I had to clean up my mouth. And, you know, speaking on words, sometimes it's hard to have the right words in certain situations. Yeah. But, you know, we can always have the right action. And I think that comes into previous verses talking about when you see yourself and then you don't see yourself and you don't obey God's law. You know, we're not always going to have that right word, but we can always have that right action. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we should keep in mind and in going into the, the final verse of listening and doing it says pure and genuine religion in the sight of god the father means caring for orphans and widows in distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you i think that is when we can display the action part of god's word Mm -hmm. and when we put god's word into action then we start doing things out of love and we stop thinking that if i do this then i'm going to receive something from it because we're not we're not called to be receivers, but we're called to be servants. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when we are living out our faith, you know, it it looks like something. It's not that we just do these things, 
you know, to, to achieve, but we, we do these things because, you know, again, this is, this is God's word, which is able to save our souls. This is the, the God who loves us and made us. And, and what he wants from our lives is far better than what we want for ourselves. And so when we, when we live according to his desires and his will, we find it looking different. And again, we're not just doing things, uh, you know, to achieve some higher status with him or, or to check off all the, the things that a good Christian could do, you know, on our daily list. But we're, we're, living, we're living because we love him. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the things that, that please him because we love him. Uh, just like in any relationship that you value, you want to honor that person. You want to show that person their value. And so in our relationship with God, we honor him with, with our actions. And so James is telling us, listen, this is what that looks like. So take control over your tongue. Help people who can't help themselves. And keep yourself you know, uninfluenced from the world around you. And, you know... Sam brought up a really good point when we were talking about this and, and kind of what what would our you know take home be is is really what's what's more important here. So Sam, you want to kind of flesh that out real quick? Yeah, I mean, when we have read verses 19 to to 27, it's been talking about the things we should avoid and then the things that we should be sensitive to. Mm-hmm. And I think Wrapping up these verses, we should take into account what is more important to us. You know, is our sin more important to us? Is our worldly action, worldly achievements more important to us? Or is it the perfect law, the perfect word of God that sets us free and allows us to to be perfect creations in Him? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we have to take into account, what has dominion over our lives. So what's more important? Is it, is it your anger? Is it your words? Is it your sin? You know, like Sam said earlier, we can justify an awful lot. But when we really line it up side by side, is, is my actions because I was, you know, are my actions because I was angry? Are they worth more than God's word? And if I were to line those up, no matter how much I want to justify something that I've done, I can't possibly say that that's worth more. So what's in, in your life? What's, what's worth more? What's more important? Your anger, your sin, your words, etc. Or is it God's word? And if God's word is more important, then do something about it. Mm-hmm. Put it into action. Yep, yep. Look, John and I just want to thank you for our short community of spiritual burrito so far we (laughs) have been so grateful for your guys's views Mm -hmm. and listens Um, we're going to keep trying to get out as many episodes of james as we possibly can this is another episode of spiritual burrito we are concluding james chapter one i'm samuel ryan and i'm john hembry and we hope this episode of the spiritual burrito was satisfying to your soul Well, and it's, it's so important to, um, you know, as, as we're thinking about, sorry, I completely lost track of thought. Okay. Thanks for that. So we're going to edit that little section out. Um, all right. 
You just got none saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got so distracted. And as yeah. as much as that sucks to to um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know I feel like weird. I know. <laughs> You're talking about humility. That's right.